Hello, like-minded friends, and welcome to The Complexion Diaries, the podcast. I'm Nina Davalori, and if you're here, you probably know a little bit about me, but if you're new here, I am a filmmaker, speaker, activist, actor. I have worn many hats throughout the years and done so many different things, but I would say my claim to fame, even though I don't like using that word and what that means, uh, was that I was the first South Asian to become Miss America. And I'm coming up on my 10-year mark. It has been 10 years since I won the title and many life lessons along the way of navigating what that means of being a first in a category. Um, you know, just learning how to assimilate uh, with my culture and the American culture, which I thought was kind of something that ended once you were an adult. And I realized that that goes on and continues through your entire life. It is a lifelong journey and process as we enter our different phases of life. So I really wanted to start this podcast because I feel like there's an opportunity to go deeper. I recently launched my YouTube channel where I'm sharing a lot of, you know, a lot of fun things with advice, fashion, beauty. Think of it like Red Table Talk meets Vogue because I want it to be fun, but I also want it to be real. And, you know, there's a lot of videos that I'm putting out there, but it seems like there was just a space really needed for a more deep conversation and for us to really be able to just get to the next layer is how I like to put it. Go ahead, hit the subscribe, do all the things that you need to be doing in the podcast world, in the YouTube world, and all of the digital social media world space. There's so many things now. And I just want to say one, if you're listening, thank you for listening because we are inundated by content. And the fact that you're taking the time honestly means the world to me. And I've said this before, and I really do mean it. I'm looking for my people and I hope that you are one of my people. So for today's episode, it's a solo episode. I hope that this can be a place where I share more of my intention behind the reasons I'm putting out videos on YouTube, because of course videos have to be entertaining and there's a storytelling element to it, which I I really do love. But, um, you know, if I could have it my way, I would sit and just talk forever about meaningful, deep conversations. <laughs> but I want this conversation to be approachable for everyone. So with that being said, as I enter this creator world, and I don't necessarily identify with creator fully yet because, you know, like I said, I'm a producer, I'm a filmmaker. I feel like that sort of storytelling is a different process than moving into the YouTube and digital space. And I think it's so interesting because the number one requested video I always get is my makeup routine, my beauty routine, and my hair routines. And especially now that I'm wearing my hair curly, which I totally understand. There's a lot of us curly hair girls out there, but you know, there's not a lot of great representation. So I'm, I am really happy to make that content because it's an organic journey that I am going through and still learning. But as I've been making kind of these videos in the beauty and fashion space, which I've been very outspoken about my thoughts on the cost of beauty and beauty marketing. And if you haven't seen my TED talk, it's called The Cost of Beauty from a Miss America. You can find that over on my YouTube channel. It's linked. And I gave that talk last year. So it's really been a year stepping into my truth of what beauty has cost me, of feeding into so many of these unrealistic beauty standards that I grew up with and really starting that deconditioning process. And you can imagine that that process is still ongoing because I'll always say, you know, I won the beauty game and I fed into it. And I believed that if I adhered to these standards that were set by 
capitalism, colonialism, the patriarchy and white supremacy that I would feel empowered and successful and worthy. And the reality is, is that I didn't get any of those things. And I won the beauty game. I won Miss America. And what I realized is that, in fact, it's cost me a lot. It's cost me years of my mental health. It's cost me um, a lifetime of an eating disorder. And when I look back on all of the things that I used to do in the name of beauty and all of these thoughts and feelings that I would have inside of me of not feeling beautiful and so badly wanting to fit into and conform into this image, this unrealistic, unattainable, impossible image that's been created by society, I have realized so many things on this journey that are just simply not true and um, uncovered so many things about the beauty industry um, that I hope that we can just have honest conversations about here because I'll always say I, I'm a person who loves beauty. I think I'm a beauty junkie who hates the marketing side effects is really what I think it is as I continue to put language to how I feel about it, which is also evolving. But I feel like I'm constantly having this perpetual hangover of my self-image. And I realize I try to use my outward beauty to talk about our self-worth and mental health and what's on the inside. And it really is genuinely about going back to that self-love and your inner child. And that's what the work means to me. But it also seems like a lie sometimes. And there's so many instances where, of course, I want to feel beautiful and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think there's ever anything wrong with that because it's really about defining what beauty means. And I think the lines of feeling beautiful and feeling validated by society tend to be blurry for all of us, uh, definitely for me. But I think that's where we grapple with what beauty means to us and, and reclaiming that word and redefining that word. And I don't think we can truly redefine or reclaim beauty if we don't talk about these negative side effects that exist. We see the crisis that we're in uh, as far as beauty and mental health and social media. And we can't talk about mental health without talking about beauty because it is the number one content being produced. And so I see such an opportunity for there to be a healthy conversation around beauty, about reframing what beauty is, about really, you know, lifting the curtain behind marketing and these companies and capitalism and product culture that we are so constantly inundated by on our feeds every time. And really, that's why I wanted to forge into this space, because I know this is an important topic to be discussed. And I just... Frankly, I haven't seen it being done yet in the way that I'm connecting with it. And that's really why I wanted to come to you because this leads me all back to marketing. And I remember I was working with a brand once back in the day and I very, very rarely, I think I've done under five brand partnerships total over these past 10 years. And I'm very selective. I do not enjoy pushing a product if I do not believe in it or have stake in the game. And um, I remember I was working with a brand that said, oh, you know, the consumer isn't smart. They're stupid. So we can say whatever we want. To which I, of course, responded, I'm a consumer. And I said it in a funny way, but of course, you know, cue all of the awkward fumbles and the, that's not what we meant by the people who were saying this to me in that room and stumbling over their words. But the reason why I bring that up is because we are all consumers, but we're also the end product. 
And when we think about it that way, I think that's really helping me reframe how I want to talk about beauty on my channel and how I want to talk about beauty moving forward, because I realize that we are the holy grail product, actually, because our time, our opinion, our action, that engagement, clicks, all of it, we are the product that they are selling things to. They, We are the people any marketing campaign has in mind when they are thinking about the consumer. We're actually the end product because they need us to click, buy, purchase, whatever, get this, get that, you know, all of these things. And so... The question I've been asking myself lately is, how do I want to be marketed to? If I'm the product, what is something that I actually believe and resonate with? Uh, is a good brand story or good founder story enough for me? I'm not sure anymore, to be honest. Um, and I'm still kind of looking for what brands I'm connecting with, what products I'm buying. And I'm definitely more conscious of it when it comes to makeup because I definitely know what I like. I know my go-tos, but I think hair is a much bigger category for me because I'm on this new hair journey. So I really am in that active consumer and product space. And so as I think about this of, well, who am I and what am I resonating with? I think that's really shifted the brands that I'm gravitating towards and the purchasing power that I have and recognizing that every single one of these brands, every single one of these companies, they're really targeting me and they need to know who I am. They need to know how I show up in the world. They need to know my voice. They need to understand how to connect with me. And these are all very, very deep things. And I think the only way that I'm finding it is through either genuine relationships or connections who are in the industry, behind the industry, behind the closed doors, in the rooms, the decision makers. A lot of you know that I'm, well, if you don't know, maybe a lot of you don't know, I'm on the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Advisory Board for L'Oreal. And so these past couple of years have really been about understanding the landscape of corporate beauty brands and corporate America and, and really what this messaging is. And having the opportunity to speak about this is such a privilege that I don't take lightly, but I cannot hold that privilege and not ask you to join the conversation. I can't tell you how important it is for me to hear from you. And I want to hear from you because, you know, it's one thing to be in these rooms, but I am just one very small person in all of this. We all know that South Asians aren't a monolith. Women aren't a monolith. People aren't a monolith. We all have so many different experiences and I can not possibly represent all of them. But what I do know is that I can start a conversation and I do know that I want to hear your stories. I am ready to hear your stories. I have been asking and I hope that this is a space where we can really start to build that trust and that relationship where I can learn. But really, more than anything, I'm really just trying to figure out my relationship with beauty. And the way I think about beauty is also the same way I talk to young people about social media. It's not enough for one person to just get off social media. It's not enough for me to just say, I'm done buying beauty products. Because at the end of the day, that one girl who is off of social media still feels isolated because all of her friends are participating in it. All of her community is still engaged on that platform, on those platforms, and she's left out of those circles. And the same goes for beauty. It's not just about opting out and saying, I'm not going to participate anymore, which if you choose to do that, that is totally fine. Like, I'm not saying that those are bad options, but there is a bigger 
mission here and that is the collective and we are so much stronger as a collective i promise you that and so if we as a collective start having these conversations about the cost of beauty about how beauty is affecting us about how beauty is marketed to us about how we are actually the product and it is the job and responsibility of these brands to understand who we are then change won't happen And so I have been thinking about that deeply um, since launching this channel, before launching this channel. Uh, But these are the conversations that really light me up, which is why I started this podcast, because I hope that we can really build and um, make something that's really sustainable for all of us and, and be uh, be the voices that that we want to hear. So there's going to be so much more to come on here. Of course, what you want to hear is going to direct that. And um, I just hope that I can be more transparent about my why and my intention and how I'm growing and navigating my career and life and home and relationships and all of it. And so I am looking forward to building that with you. Well, thanks again for joining. Please subscribe. Do all the things, you guys, because it does help. Numbers do matter. Data does matter. And it has power. And I know we all have powerful voices. So let's let's use it for some good. All right. See you next time.